and welcome back to another episode of Mugs with Moms. My name is Micah, and today I have a very special guest. The privilege is all mine. Um, I get to speak with Leah, who is going to share her story and her struggle with uh, trying to conceive her first biological child. This is... um, Although the stories that we do have um, here on Mugs with Moms, I feel like they are all very important and very relevant. This one um, I've heard a lot about. Um, Personally, it's not something that I struggled with. And knowing so many women that have had these feelings and, and this journey is I'm so excited to learn more about it. I'm so excited to be um, here today listening to it. And uh, so again, without uh, further uh, explanation from me just babbling on, here is Leah. How are you, Leah? Hi, everyone. So uh, Leah, when did you start the process? Like, okay, we're going to try or was it something different? Like what kind of tell us about that? Where was the beginning point? So to not make a long story, but to kind of explain things on a deeper level, I have always been on birth control since I was like 16 years old. I was put on multiple different birth controls and I think it was in close to the end of high school, beginning of college age, we decided that I should get on like the implant that's in your arm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I had heard great things about it. I mean, three years without being able to be pregnant. And at the time, I was not at a place to really think about pregnancy. And I ended up not having a period at all. And I went through having that birth control. And then a few years after that, I met who is now my husband. And he already had a son who at the time was nine months old. And very early on in our relationship, we moved very quickly. And so we had a conversation if we wanted to have more children. And it was something that was super important to me. I'd always pictured myself being a mom. And so I asked him like right around Christmas, I think it was 2017 that um, I asked him. And I just said, hey, I want to get my birth control taken out. I've been told that, you know, once this birth control is taken out, that the likelihood of us getting pregnant is going to be fast. Like, I could get pregnant tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) So I think in a way he was a little nervous because Ryan wasn't even two years old. This is his son. His son, Ryan. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Sorry, no. <laughs> I, I read your story, uh, but I just wanted to make sure that uh, obviously if you do feel comfortable saying names that we're all on the same page. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. And so Ryan is his son and Ryan wasn't even two years old. And so for us to think about, oh my gosh, we may be having a baby very soon. So in January, I scheduled the appointment with my OB. And then at the OB, I mean, they were kind of the same way. They were like, are you going to get on any other birth control? Like, are you going to use condoms? What are you going to do? Or are you going to be okay if you end up pregnant? And I was pretty honest and said, you know, we're not going to actively try, but we're not going to actively prevent it. Yeah. And so we had a scare right away. And I had that hope. 
it's kind of a funny story because his mom walked in on us. <laughs> oh, and that's that's for a late night uh, <laughs> Mugs with Moms <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but um, very quickly on, we started saying, oh my gosh, Max is on the way. And it was just a hilarious joke between the two of us and our families because we honestly thought I was pregnant. And then my period started. And at the time, because it was so new, it didn't really affect us emotionally, mentally, or anything like that. Because it was kind of just a It was joke. just, well, it just started too. Like your, your journey just began. So how were you feeling even after that? I mean, what were you were like, okay, it's a possibility. I'm ex- obviously you were very excited. Um, how were you feeling though? after that first you know quote-unquote joke or like you know this you kind of hyped up a little bit regardless if you wanted to or not it was still kind of hyped up a little bit so kind of tell us what you were feeling at the time definitely so when that scare I guess you can call it that happened (laughs) we decided to really get serious about the conversation that if we had got pregnant like what that would look like all of the nitty-gritty details and so we did start putting things into place about you know getting our own place because we had been living with his mom at the time and my husband's mom at the time and so we started laying really the groundwork in building our relationship and making sure things were in place so that if and when that happened that we would be at a better place than where we were and so I think on an emotional and mental state, it still hadn't hit me at that time that I thought I had a problem or that I thought that there was going to be any issues with getting pregnant. But then once we got engaged, which was in July of 2018, so he proposed to me on our one year anniversary (laughs) of us dating. Like I said, we moved real fast. And sometimes it's like that. And when he proposed, I went into getting pregnant almost as much as getting married. So I did everything at that point in time. Yeah, this was something you really wanted. And um, so at this time, I mean, your, your boyfriend, he was obviously feeling very similarly to you. You guys are on the same page and you're a blended family um as well so at this at this point it's six months so at this six month time you were like okay we have to get serious right like this is we're engaged i i want this so were you feeling pressure or were you just kind of like maybe this was the kickstart to really wanting like okay now now is the time right so i think that it wasn't necessarily pressure, but what it was, was that I was kind of excited to think that the age difference between the boys or the kids would be where it would be at. Yeah. So I kept on thinking of, okay, they're going to be almost two years apart or they'll only be however many years it was. And so I kept on thinking that through and I would think about like when I was going to announce the baby and I kept thinking like, oh, well, you know, if I get pregnant, I'll be like really cute and pregnant when we get married and (laughs) I'll have to have like, you know, some adjustments to the dress, but it'll be so worth it. And 
everybody will be like, oh my gosh, like it's just such a cute love story. <laughs> you had a picture. You had a picture. You knew what you wanted. Um, so we're going to kind of fast forward just a tiny bit. So briefly, after you got engaged, let's just say a month after you got engaged, after that first month of you kicking these emotions in high gear, where were you at emotionally? So then that's when it got hard, (laughs) really hard, because I think my husband, well, my boyfriend at the time was not my husband yet. He was more in the marriage marriage mode. (laughs) Like he was preparing for the wedding, was thinking that was kind of the top of the to-do list. Whereas I honestly wasn't even worried about the wedding as much as it was about getting pregnant. Which did cause some issues <laughs> with yeah. the relationship. <laughs> okay. So you and um, your fiance were not on the same page. And I think that anyone out there can relate to a situation that that has happened to them. And so what kind of um, did that cause any real questioning or conflict in, in the process? Maybe some stress on you or anything like that? Oh, yeah. There was a ton of stress because I had a lot of people, not even just my husband or my fiance. <laughs> so hard to go back. I know you're going <laughs> going to the back. You're past. But I had a lot of people who said some pretty hateful things while we were trying to get pregnant because we weren't married. And a lot of the statements were, oh, well, you know, it's a timing thing and God wants you to be married and just different things that were really, really hurtful because when you want something so badly, it's like all of the outside noise doesn't matter. And everyone's story is different. Everyone's story starts differently. And ideally, I completely understand under if you normally would paint a picture as a child and you would say, I will be married, then we'll have children. But at this point in your life, you were much older And you did not, it wasn't, you were not 21 and, you know, like you having your first love or anything like that. You were a lot more mature and you knew what, where this relationship was. And, um, ultimately, regardless of what anyone says, this was your life and where you felt like you were. So, um, after, so we talked about six months and then seventh month was causing a little stress there, (laughs) kind of feeling that. What happened at a year? How were you, first, how were you feeling? Not involving anyone else in the picture. How were you feeling after a whole year of trying? This is something you wanted and there was no positive test. It was just month after month, a negative and a negative. Like where were you at at the year mark? So when it came down to just before the one year mark, I had quit taking pregnancy tests because I had had months of seeing negative pregnancy tests after, you know, tracking my ovulation, after tracking all of the things that that you're supposed to do and missing periods, sometimes even months. And I'm not sure if it was just a stress thing and planning the wedding and all of the different variables, but it got really hard. And I started to just, I think, in a way, shut down from wanting to even plan the wedding and wanting to 
really even be intimate with my husband sometimes unless it was around the time of ovulation when I could get pregnant. <laughs> and then I was like on hyper gear because that was that was the main goal for me. And so I ended up calling my OBGYN right around the one year mark and I was honest with them and I said, hey, you know, you told me that when I got this birth control out that it was going to be easy for me. That's what you made it seem like. And now here we are going on a year with no results and I just feel really lost and I feel really confused and I feel like I'm broken. I feel like my body isn't doing what it's supposed to do. I was designed to be a mother, to be a creator. Like that was my vision of who I was and what my purpose was and it's not working. And so I was scared. And yeah, in a year of chasing a dream of any kind, whether it's a business or a family or even a relationship goal, I mean, that is, that can wear anyone down. That's going to wear down the strongest person uh, in any situation. And so you're at this year and how much longer? So let me kind of, I'm trying to figure out the timeline here. So at the year mark where you and your husband, you weren't married yet. You're, no. when, when did you get married? We got married in July of 2019. And so July, we're, we're back at January, mm-hmm. a one year mark January. And then you're fast forwarding even another six months and negative, negative, negative. Yes. So you're married. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and um, so we're talking a year and six months of of just a negative. It's a, that's really the best way to put it. It's just nothing that is happening in the way that you visioned it to happen. Um, so after that scheduled appointment, you were scared. Were you... So did they test you or anything like that? Yes. So what they did was after that initial appointment, they took all of my blood tests and they said, once we get these blood tests back, we'll have an idea of, you know, counts and different things like that. So then we can further investigate options. Everything came back with my blood and it was great. They were like, there's which there's can nothing be, wrong. Which can be more frustrating. It's like, great, fantastic, <laughs> but we're still having an issue here. It's been a year. Help me out, doctor. Like, you retake the tests. This is wrong. I, it can't be right. And you want it, you don't want anything, quote unquote, wrong with you. But yep. I'm sure there was that like, great. Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> okay, but now what? Exactly. So when we got to that point and we were like, now what? And she said she wanted to do a procedure. And this was my OB. And she said it was an HSG procedure. And when she said that, I'm thinking HCG, like the pregnancy hormone. And it was actually HSG, which was an extremely painful (laughs) procedure where at first they made it sound like I was going to have to go under for it. But it was a inpatient, outpatient type of procedure where... I've never heard of this. Oh. So I'm going to ask you to kind of, if you're comfortable with that, yeah. elaborating on that. So basically... You said painful. <laughs> and so yes. I'm automatically like, oh boy. <laughs> so to not get too, too graphic, but what you do is you go in and you're seeing like an x-ray tech. Okay. And so you get put in the gown, you know, 
naked. <laughs> All naked. You just are. <laughs> <laughs> and then they actually pump iodine into your cervix so that they can dye the inside of your ovaries, your uterus, everything. Because what they're looking for is blockage. Blockage of your fallopian tubes, blockage inside your ovaries. If there's any type of tears or holes or anything like that, looking for endometriosis, looking for anything that could be causing some issue with you not being able to get pregnant. And so it was painful. They did not explain it to me in that way. And I have actually heard a few people since that got done to me. And I'm honest with them. I'm like, it's going to be painful. And it's kind of neat though, too, because then you get to see like that part of your body. Yeah. Like, I've always been it, fascinated. Like, you know, x-ray. Yeah. I like seeing the x-rays and I like, you know, uh, after a surgery, I like the pictures. It's like, oh, that's, that's me. That's like a part of me. I don't get to see. That's kind of neat. Um, so painful. Yes. Yes. Uncomfortable. Yes. You're vulnerable. You're awake. That's probably the worst part is you're awake for it. So it's like, great there's you can't do anything about it at that point oh yeah so then you're you're being told okay well this is done and now you have to wait for results you'll hear your results soon soon what does that mean yeah so So, I mean I've gotten results for things from like a surgical procedure that were two weeks out some three days so where were you at when did you hear back so it took them almost a month And it shouldn't have. And that was another story in itself. So I became impatient thinking there has to be something wrong. That's why it's taking so long for them to, you know, reach out to me. Your mind is going to hurt you. You're going to be your worst enemy at that point. Exactly. And so it was, it was wandering to every negative possibility. They're trying to tell me that like I'm infertile. They're trying to tell like... You know, I've got cervical cancer. Like, I'm just thinking, like, worst case scenario. It's, it's, it's nurses going back and forth. Like, no, you tell her. I'm not yeah. telling her. No, you tell her. I'm not. I can't call her. And it's just a month of going back. Like, we know it's bad news. We know. And the worst is going through your head. Um, so I, I smile because I know that feeling. Not because I wish that on anyone. But it is a, a very uneasy position to be in is having to wait and wait and wait on something once again you've already waited over a year for at this point you're trying to find the answers as to why it's not happening and again even after first seeing your doctor at a year and then now going in for this uh, procedure still nothing so you're growing impatient obviously that is without any doubt anyone would and so um you have this procedure done. What did they tell you after a month? Let me, let me refer after a month. What did they tell you? They told me there was nothing wrong. <laughs> so, <And> I'm, so <laughs> <no> stress. Yes. <laughs> so after now this was, so January was when I had my OB appointment. This was March, April. They were like, Oh, there's nothing wrong. There's no blockage. Nothing. You are great. Everything looks healthy. Like you have a healthy cervix. Like, you should be able to get pregnant, no, no problem. I'm like, but I'm not. <laughs> so we made another appointment with OB. And she sat me down and we talked about cycles. We talked about tracking ovulation. We talked about all kinds of different things. And then she wanted to test my husband. 
or soon to be husband. And so at this point, from um, just again timeline wise, so there was the initial appointment in January, and then a year went by. So we're back at January, and then there was the procedure after the initial doctor's appointment. So where are we at now from that year appointment? What where are we at? It was like March, April when I had the procedure done. And okay. then it was 30 days after that. And then I, she got me in pretty quickly. So it was wow. early spring. So you're in five months. Yes. Another five months. Oh, my gosh. And, and were you were you feeling at this point doubt? Oh, 100%. Because then I have this OB telling me, you should not have any problems. Maybe it's your husband. And, of course, if you know anybody men don't want to think it's their a problem with them no and he uh, also has a son well but <laughs> i'm sure the doctor was still think or the ob was 100 percent on track with that and saying that you could conceive but you know he may not have very many swimmers mm-hmm. or very active swimmers you know it's all sorts of different types of uh complications that could be in place so we're let's let me stop. What were you thinking? Were you thinking, oh, maybe there's relief there. It's not me. Or were you thinking just in general, like, well, this is like, did, was he on board with testing? So the funny thing is, is that when I came home with the cup, <laughs> <laughs> that's all you have to say. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. He was like, I'm supposed to do what and what? No. <laughs> like he was just completely against it because being very proud knowing he's already had a son that was just out of the question and he was still also at the point where even though it had been so long we still weren't married and so I think in his mindset it was like if this still hasn't happened after we get married maybe okay and so that was frustrating for me though because you know, I'm being told there's nothing wrong with me, so it must be him. But me not wanting to say that either because he's my soon-to-be husband. I love him. You're supposed and to support each yes. other. And yeah, you don't want to bring him down. Exactly. So then I asked her if there were any options, you know, outside of him testing himself. And she said that there could be an option of doing stimulation for your ovulation even though I was ovulating normally and ovulation tests were coming up and I was having no issues with that. And so she started talking about doing type of drugs to make it so that I would ovulate more frequently. Okay. And in that sense, there was a chance of multiple births. And so we could have got pregnant with twins or more than that. And so I brought that up to my husband and I said, you know, we're at this point right now where if we aren't going to get pregnant on our own, she wants you to get tested. And then the next option would be ovulation stimulation, which could mean we could have twins or triplets or more. How do you feel about that? And he was pretty okay with it because wow. <laughs> I think at that point in time, he knew how important it was for me to get yeah. pregnant. And so he was kind of getting on board with, all right, whatever it takes. And so it was something that we talked about, but then we didn't have to worry about it. <laughs> well, so um, you're married, July. Yes. Uh, so you and your husband had a uh, 
beautiful wedding. And um, at this uh, at, at this point in your relationship, you're married. So now we're at a year and a half mark. Were you, it kind of sounds like things were on the up and up. But I just have to ask, at the year and a half mark, was there any... Um, any issues with maybe anything that affected your relationship with that journey at this point? Were you on the same page now or was it still like, okay, I, I'm not, this isn't going to happen for us. Did you have that doubt? I mean, again, we're a year and a half in at this point. Did you have that feeling of, well, I guess it's just not going to happen for me and my family? So I tried to remain hopeful as much as possible, but I quit taking the ovulation test. I quit, you know, tracking all of it. And I just kind of put my hands up in the air and I was hoping that there may still be a chance, but I was coming to the terms that if it's not in the cards for us, that there may be other options. And we already had Ryan And so I was at that almost like acceptance of if this is where we're supposed to be as a family is just the three of us, me and my husband and Ryan as my bonus son, then I was trying to be okay with it. Yeah. And I think that's a beautiful way to put it because you do share a son, which would be your bonus son, your stepson, and you know, you have your husband and it's a beautiful thing to acknowledge that it doesn't um, it doesn't take away with you acknowledging that that you still wanted a biological child for your own and that is heartbreaking to try to accept that mm-hmm. that this may not be something even though for a year and a half your whole life really that you've wanted you know your um, own biological children you wanted to be able to conceive and carry and that was your dream and then a year and a half of trying and you're trying to come to terms with the fact of like, again, put my hands up in the air. I'm going to accept my life. I'm going to, um, you know, love my bonus son and I'm going to be there for my husband and my husband's going to be there for me. And so you were, you know, the worst way to put it, you were giving up. Yes. Giving, I mean, you weren't giving up, but you were giving up the intensity and kind of letting go of it's out of your hands at this point. Um, There's no overdoing it, over trying painful procedures. Exactly. um, (laughs) At this point, a year and a half. That's a long time. That is a long, long, long time to chase something. And especially when you're reminded of it every single day. It's not like a gradual building block, you know, where you start one brick at a time. You started and you were ready the second you started. Exactly. Yep. And And waiting. And waiting's hard. No matter (laughs) the waiting season, no matter what it is you're waiting for is difficult. But the waiting was so hard. And so when I gave up or gave in or whatever it was, I think that's almost when it was like I was becoming so used to the life that we had and then I got pregnant. Yeah, so that is, so here we are. <laughs> so wedding day, um, past wedding, 
still not pregnant. When did you, when did you find out to get that positive on the test? When and how did you find out? I mean, we're kind of like elaborate. This is the exciting part. Yes. We were talking about all the, <laughs> the pain and the suffering and the, the waiting and the procedures and we're here. Like you're here. Yes. Look at you. You're here. You got that positive. So how, when, who, what, when, where, why? Like, tell us. So my last period was October 15th of this past year. So wait, again, I'm all about that timeline. This is so <laughs> awesome. I'm all about that timeline. So you just said October. Exactly. You missed your period. Mm-hmm. You got married in July. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So we're four months, like, let's go four months in um, after you, you've been married and you've you've let go of this stress you've let go of this anxiety that came along with it for over at this point almost two years yelp okay <laughs> all right go on so i had like you know kind of just stopped tracking everything but i knew when my periods were and so when november rolled around we were getting close to thanksgiving my cousin was getting married at like December 1st and so they were all kind of like right there and so a couple days before Thanksgiving I always laugh this because I was walking around at work talking to like one of my girlfriends and she had been following my journey and I was kind of joking with her and I was like I might be pregnant and she just kind of laughed it off too yeah and I was I won't put words in your mouth were you were you giving yourself hope or were you feeling doubt at that time? Like, do I really even want to take a test? Or I think, I think I am. I really, really think I am. Like, was there any doubt or maybe anxiety along with that? There was definitely the anxiety part of it because I didn't want to see another negative pregnancy test. I had seen enough. It had been months since I took one and now there was this glimmer of hope because I was late. So when she kind of laughed it off, I kind of laughed along with her, just not even trying to think about the potential of it maybe being a possibility. And I talked to my husband and I said, hey, I think I want to take a test. You know, let's let me just try to do it like right before Thanksgiving. And he asked me multiple times if I was sure. Because he had been there, you know, he had felt the pain and been on that journey with so me. So he was, he was kind of on the negative, on the doubtful, very like, let's not do this to ourselves. And, exactly. And he was ready at this point because you're married. Yeah. He was a hundred percent on board. Yeah. So he was, he wasn't prepared for another, you know, an, another disappointment in a way. Right. Yeah. So I just sat for a couple of days thinking about it over and over again And I was like, well, I would feel so bad if I drink on Thanksgiving and drink at my cousin's wedding if I'm pregnant. So I stopped at a CVS on the way home from work. (laughs) The good old CVS. (laughs) I bought like a super cheap pregnancy test and came home. I had to pee. I like had to pee like a racing horse. I just had to pee so bad. (laughs) And so I told my husband I had a test. I was going to go into the bathroom and just take it. Why not? And y'all, like, as soon as I peed on that test, it became positive. 
and I had like literal tears. Oh my god. Which were you? <laughs> I I can only imagine because the way the I you can't see it. The, those who are listening out here, but the face she's making right now has to be the same face she was making then, because it is like exciting and shock. Like you were you were shook. Yes, right? you were so shook. A hundred percent because I don't think I wiped. I don't think I flushed. <laughs> I don't think I put like the safety thing on the pee stick. I like ran out of that bathroom so fast. My husband was outside with one of his buddies and I like shook that pee stick in his face. <laughs> it's happening. And he said, is that what I think it is? That I said, babe, we're having a baby. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm going to have to give myself a second here because... That is such, gosh, I, I'm so happy for you. That is such a good feeling. Like I couldn't imagine being in that position and waiting and waiting and finally just accepting that this may not be me. This may not be what I'm destined to do. And you kind of, again, you let go and the universe took over and you had this positive at the timing that was good for your family, right? Exactly. Your husband was kind of, you know, like he was fine regardless of what happened, whether you were married or not, but he wanted to be married. Um, and so it kind of worked out where there wasn't going to be maybe any animosity anymore and there wasn't going to be anxiety or stress. And your excitement shows that too. Like this, yes. is, this is it. This is... This is what we wanted. This is what we've been waiting on. And it's so funny because I remember laying down in bed with him that night to go to bed. And I just remember looking at him and going, what did we do differently? Like literally trying to recall what did we do differently? And we didn't do anything differently except just be okay with whatever the results were going to be. And we were finally at that point that, like, I think we were finally just happy in our relationship, wherever that was going to go, wherever, you know, the next couple months we're going to take our family. And the holidays were right around the corner and we didn't have the stress on us. And it was just like, we were just happy. Yeah. And then this was like the most beautiful, perfect timing because Thanksgiving was just two days away. And we didn't wait to tell family because they shared this journey with you. Like they everybody knew had been on this journey with us for almost two years. So we didn't listen and follow the rule books of waiting so much time to tell tell fa- families. I think that's also <laughs> one of those things where it's it is a, especially if they share your journey. Mm-hmm. If they've shared this journey with you, I think it's just as exciting and just as important for them to be a part of this segment too yeah no, again no matter what yep it's important and that's so so you told family we or- we called parents right away that same day like hours afterwards <laughs> <laughs> and my mom like I just remember my mom's reaction was just like tears and like screaming at my dad to wake up that they were gonna have a grandbaby again <laughs> Sean's mom, I think we woke her up. Your husband. I don't think you've said yeah, your husband's yeah, yeah. name. I'm sorry. Okay, Sean, Sean is my husband. husband. <laughs> and when we called his mom, I think we like woke her up because it was like eight o'clock at night and she works really early in the morning. And so she kind of was like, 
that droggy like okay congrats <laughs> and then she called later and was like oh my gosh did you really say you guys are having another baby <laughs> so it was just just such a beautiful feeling because then when we got to tell our extended family at thanksgiving it was just everybody kept saying you know this is what we've been hoping for this is what we've been praying for this is what you know you guys in this relationship deserve this so much and it was what we wanted for so long so to be able to know that our dream was coming true and at that point in time I was nervous because we were so early I at the time thought I was like I don't know like four weeks along or something and I actually was a little further along I was like five weeks okay and so I remember just being like so much could still happen but this is my baby no matter no matter how yeah how the results happen no matter if I'm this baby's mother for a couple weeks or no matter if I go full term and and have this baby and and raise him or her and I was just at that complete acceptance that like it was here, it's now, and here we go. Let's get on the journey. I love that. <laughs> so, are you, uh, how many weeks are you now? I'll be 17 weeks on Tuesday. And you're having a boy. Boy. <laughs> She's gonna be a boy, mom. And how are you feeling now? Okay, wait. Uh, hmm, I gotta get my, your second trimester. Yes. Um, second trimester is beautiful. I remember it being beautiful. So I'm not even going to tell you about the horrors because I want you to stay excited <laughs> and love this pregnancy through every second of every day. Um, how are you feeling right now? So first trimester was a little rough, but I never had morning sickness. Which You lucky, <laughs> you lucky girl. But I learned very quickly that my soon-to-be son is not a fan of tomatoes. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I I could talk about that for hours. All the weird crap I couldn't eat and all the weird stuff I wanted. I've not had any like crazy cravings yet, but definitely I got really sad when like every time I wanted pizza and I ate pizza and got sick and that was horrible. And I'm just like, you don't like pizza, child? Like, are you sure you're mine? <laughs> it's pizza. It's bread and cheese. It's delicious. <laughs> So that's awesome. I'm so happy for you. I'm so glad that this journey um, led you here for one. Um, and, you know, for two, I think that there are a lot of women out there that are starting this journey that are maybe towards the year mark or even after the two year mark. And not that your story is everyone's result. Mm -hmm. And that that's the sad truth of it. That But knowing that there are things that will happen for you and that they happen for you and the right reason, the right time, um, whether it's not having a biological and adopting or just not having children or, um, you know, being a really cool aunt, like all, all this, all the options they are endless and to stay positive. And that's what I love about your story is that even if you weren't here right now in, in your position, um, being 16 weeks pregnant with a boy and and you, who you are right now again we remove you back to you know the when you got married and you accepted 
I will accept it no matter what and being positive and loving yourself and loving the people around you just as much so that this was just going to be a journey no matter what path it went on. So I love hearing that. Um, we're going to actually start wrapping this up a little bit and, uh, thank you for one. Leah, of course, for of sharing this story. Uh, I like to end these with a little would you rather question. Okay. So uh, don't take too long to think about it. I want this to be a little spontaneous. Would you rather go back to the past and meet your loved ones who passed away or go to the future to meet your children slash grandchildren to be? I think I'd go in the future. Really? And I say that because I think about the legacy that I'm creating for my children. Yeah. And to see who they are, who they've become, what that legacy has left. It's like the biggest mission, I think, of my life. You want you want to know those things. Yeah. I admire that. Again, staying positive, loving through it, and being able to see that would be that would one be really cool. 100%. I hope I hope that I live long enough to see my grandchildren and my great grandchildren. Uh, but it would be really cool to see the adults that they become and mm-hmm. um, and all that. So, uh, thank you, Leah. Again, this is Leah's story. And uh, if you have questions for Leah or if you have a story to tell yourself, go ahead and send us an email: mugswithmoms at gmail We'll go ahead and get you here and give you a little interview. Uh, Leah, why don't you say bye to everybody again? Thank you. Congratulations on baby number uno. And I'm so, so, so excited for you. Um, Again, we're going to close out. Thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. 